Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to worship. Welcome to Schweitzer. It's good to be with you. I'm Jim, and I serve as a pastor here, and I'm your host for today. And again, it is really good to be here with you. We're grateful that you can join us wherever you're at today. It is a joy to worship from a distance. We're looking forward to continuing our sermon series on joy. Joy is a gift that God has from, for us as we engage with God and others. Pastor Jason is going to lead us in the scripture today. We're gonna to dive into the 34th Psalm and really look at God's truth and what God has for us in the way of encouragement and wisdom. We've been praying for you and for this experience. and We know that God has a message for us all today. We're also looking forward to creating and beginning new life groups over the next month. Life groups and groups are really important to our faith life, to our spiritual health and vitality. So we encourage you to jump into a life group. You can go to sumc.co slash groups to find out more. Life groups have been really important in my faith life and my journey with others. You will be blessed and blessed others. In other words, by blessed, we mean better off for having journeyed with others as you pour into them and them with you with God in the center. So be a part of a life group uh, this season. We're also really excited about hosting a blood drive here on the campus in the Outreach Center, Monday, August 10th from 10 to three. We're partnering with the Community Blood Center of the Ozarks as there is a critical need here in our immediate community, but also the area where we can give the gift of life to others. So let's, uh, let's hydrate up, let's extend our arms. It's okay to look away as well, but let's give our blood uh, to others as we give the gift of life uh, right here at Schweitzer. We invite you to engage today. We have a chat feature here on our screen. Also, there's a prayer button. We have folks that are uh, available to pray with you. And so on this day that the Lord has made, let's, uh, let's worship God, let's enjoy God and enjoy each other, celebrate. Let's worship together.
Prayer is a gift from God. As we come to this time together, as we pray together, we thank God for this uh, gift of conversation with God and uh, giving our burdens to God, uh, making requests, and, and, and so much more. Today, as we come into this time of prayer, and the, uh, the scripture that Jason's going to teach and uh, preach from, we're going to hear about God's encouragement and truth and wisdom poured out from generation to generation. So today I invite us to, to think back and remember, remember, Christ asks us to remember too, to remember the people that have poured into us. Who might they be and how can we be more like them? We have so many people like teachers and neighbors and coworkers. You know who they are in your life. So let's give thanks to God uh, for them and let's pray that we can become more like them, the spirit that lives in them. Let's pray. As we continue in prayer, today in our scripture, we're also going to hear how trusting in God is paramount, that God is our refuge, in other words, our shelter in times of trouble or danger. And so today, what is it that you and I, what is it that we need to uh, give to God uh, that God can be our shelter from? What is it that is burdening us that we may be afraid of in this unique season of life? Uh, what is it that God, uh, can take from us, that can receive from us, so that we can live more confidently, trusting in God, living more freely. And so now I invite us uh, to pray together again. Let's pray. As we finish our time of prayer together today, uh, we know over the ages, the, uh, the church fathers, the mystics and others have, have told us that silence is a really important part of our prayer life to give God space to speak to us and also just to give us insights and to refresh our soul. This weekend in staff and a meeting together, uh, we practiced giving God space, a time of silence. And so today I invite us to do the same and this uh, is our prayer wall. And I invite us to, uh, to look at that uh, together, to look at uh, all those prayers, those blocks of wood on the other side are written prayers from people who have trusted God and trust God. And of course, the, the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I invite us to, uh, to look at the prayer wall and give God space in a time of silence. Let's pray together.
Holy God and kind, kind Father, today we do, uh, we thank you, Lord, for the people that you've placed in our lives who have given us encouragement and wisdom. And so we, we look to their example. Again, the spirit that has lived in, uh, in them and now that you give to us. God, we thank you for your trustworthiness, that you are always faithful. We confess that we can become distracted and we don't really see what you have right in front of us sometimes. So God, today we, uh, we pray for your Holy Spirit uh, to be with us, to fill us, and to give to you those things that uh, burden us. God, there are, uh, for many of us, and I know for myself, there are things that weigh on my heart and I'm uncertain about uh, for the future, but I give those to you knowing that God, you are faithful, and I can have confidence in you, Lord. So come, Holy Spirit, be with us, fill us this day. And now we continue praying together through uh, praying the Lord's Prayer. Let's pray this uh, with boldness and confidence in our Lord Jesus Christ in saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we come to this time of offering, we thank God for all that God provides and cares for in our lives, God's generosity that is just showered over us. Today, we thank you for your gifts, your tithes and offerings that makes the ministries happen here at Schweitzer and around the area. For example, through the feeding of our community right here in the Outreach Center, the vacation Bible school block parties that happened all summer all over the area. Also our youth that have been on mission and so much more. We thank you for your giving and your generosity. God continues to shape us through our generosity and we become more like God, made more into the image of God as we give back. Thanks again. And now let's continue worship with another song.
We believe in the power of stories. Each week this year, we've been telling stories of how God is interacting with lives here that are connected to Schweitzer. God is moving and working in our lives all the time. And so we're taking the, uh, the opportunity to tell these stories that hopefully inspire our faith, hope, and love. And today, today we're gonna hear from Ashley McCormick. Let's watch. I've been coming to Schweitzer for two years. I am a Life Change Plan graduate. I help in the pantry here at Schweitzer, and I'm part of Homes with a Purpose. When I was 15, I was in a car accident that um, I was clinically dead at the site, they said. Uh, I was hospitalized for two months straight. I couldn't walk. My pelvis had been crushed 
and that started a 20-year uh, span of addiction for me. I was um, put on painkillers at 16, and they um, it started a rough path for me. I was a straight-A student. I was a varsity cheerleader. I um, lived, breathed, and ate cheerleading. I was then put in a wheelchair and um, graduated. The doctors told me I wouldn't be able to have kids. I didn't see much future in my life. And I, could, I made the decision if I, I could either walk away from my children or stand up for them and be a, their mom. And that's what started a, my point in recovery. I found a life change plan here at Schweitzer and began actively, still not understanding what was going on, what uh, it meant to give it all to God, to that God had, was working in your life. You know, I just kept listening to it, kept hearing it, kept taking one step in front of the other and believing that this is what was needed in my life. Every Everything that's gone on, it may not always be exactly how I wanted it to be or the way I, what's made me happy at that moment, but I know that that's God in my life. I know that things that go on, that that's God that's making this possible, that has whatever obstacles in front of me, we just handle it. And with God in your life, you'll be able to handle it and it will all work out, and it's his plan. My name is Ashley McCormick, and this is just the beginning of my story. Welcome, we're glad you're here. I'm Jason, and we are so glad that you've joined us in worship today. As we continue in our series about joy, we're gonna be thinking about joy in the evening. Recently, my car and my home has been filled with the sounds of Lin-Manuel's Hamilton musical. The story lines that are present within that speak to so many aspects of life. So many things are reflected in my own story and the stories of, of people around me. And a number of lines are beginning to pop up in parlance across our own, our own dialogue and discussions. I recently saw a face mask that said, talk less, smile more. And that's a direct take from Lin-Manuel's Hamilton. One of the songs that has been standing out to me is a song that we hear coming from the person of George Washington. And the song title is One Last Time. And in that song, Washington surprises Hamilton and historically surprises the whole nation by taking a step away from power and recognizing that life has its seasons. It has its day and its rhythms. It's got its time when, when the sun rises and, and there's a moment where we get to step in and feel the fullness of the sun and there's also a time when the sun sets and evening comes. Washington, against the protests of Hamilton, says, it's time where I've served my country. I've done what's been asked, but it's time to go and sit under my own fig tree and, and my own vine. And in doing so, Hamilton, Washington says, there is a lesson to be taught to the nation. 
so that it will not be dependent upon its great leaders, but so that it will continue. Evening, evening comes to everyone. And Washington grasped this. Evening for Washington meant the conclusion of 45 years of service to his country. And evening can come for us at the end of a day. It can come at the end of a project. It can come at the end of a, of a school year. Or it can come as we make that final journey of that final season in life. Washington takes this moment. And he takes a moment, uh, not just within the musical, but, but also in his own life, to make an intentional point of saying goodbye, of celebrating what's been done, what's been accomplished. Because there's real joy that needs to be entered into and experienced, some real fruits of the labor. But at the same time, he takes an opportunity to teach a lesson, to teach a lesson to people who are living in a very young country. This song, One Last Time, is a song that has been stirring in my heart because I think we're at a time, not just in our own nation, but in this entirety of where we're at in the world, people from every nation need to hear from those who are in the evening, to hear their stories and their reflections and their experiences. We are at a time in the season of the world where we need to encounter wisdom and joy. We've got all kinds of technical devices. We've got phenomenal answers. We've got a phenomenal amount of research. We've got writings galore that inform us. And yet, as we've got all kinds of, all kinds of wealth the likes that the world has never, never seen before. We are right now, we are a people who are laid low by a virus that we can't see. But the virus isn't just COVID-19, but we're laid low by things like fear and suspicion, by accusation, by greed and shame, lust of power and lust of glory. We're laid low by intractable action and by lethargy. We've got all kinds of assets and yet, we are laid low. And so we need to hear from the sages. We need to hear from those who have experienced the goodness of God, the presence of God. And we need to hear their wisdom. In Psalm 34, we hear the story and the song of somebody else who's been like Washington. They've seen the sun rise and they, and they begin to see the sun set. And there's a lesson that they'd like to teach us. If you've got your Bibles, I'd like to invite you to open them to Psalm 34 and hear these words, starting at verse 4 from the pen of David. David said, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard, and he surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous, then keep your tongue from speaking evil. Keep your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. 
this songs, all of Psalm 34, and this section that we've just read to us, comes from a time in David's life where he must be reflecting on something previous that took place. In fact, if you go all the way to the top and there's a title that says that this song is a psalm of David when he's reflecting on a time where he was running and uh, away from Abimelech who sent him away. Now you'll find the fullness of that story of what that title is speaking to in 1 Samuel 21. When David was very young and he had had a number of victories on behalf of Israel, King Saul became very jealous. And after throwing a number of spears at David, David got the message that his life was in danger if he stayed in Saul's army, if he stayed close to Saul. And so David began to run and he looked for a place where he could take refuge. And so he went to the tabernacle of God and there was a priest there who took him in and he gave David and the people who were traveling with him refuge. And yet Saul had spies all around. And so David took some of the bread and he took Goliath's sword and he began to run again because he was looking for a safe place. The next place he ran to, there was, um, the, there was an enemy town. And David noticed that people were looking at him because they knew who he was. And they knew that most of his time had been spent as their adversary. And so David Think about, how do I stay alive in this situation? He feigns, he imagines, and he gives the impression to everyone that he has gone insane. And so in that moment, he hopes that by playing somebody who's gone insane, he'll stay alive, and he does. And so he continues on in life. But in this moment when David begins to write this psalm, we don't know when it is. We don't know what's provoked it, but it's sometime after that reality, after that fact. David might be encountering other people who are encountering similar kinds of circumstances or similar kinds of difficulty. And David remembers back to that moment. And he begins to sing a song of celebration where he celebrates the goodness of God. He celebrates the, the reality that God was a refuge to him in a very difficult time of life where he was full of fear. And yet he said, I prayed to the Lord and the Lord heard me. And God's goodness was like an angel surrounding him. And it saw him through that season of life. And just as God had been good to David, David said, I am full of joy as I reflect on that reality. And joy fills me right now. And not only is he saying that joy fills me, but he's saying, let's celebrate what God has done way back in the past. And then he looks around to those who are in his presence and he says this. He says, just as I had fear and I learned to trust the Lord. And there may be moments where you right now have that same kind of reality. You can trust in the Lord. And there's some things I want to teach you about fearing the Lord and trusting in God and seeing what he does. So David says, celebrate with me and then learn from me. Learn from this sense of life. And so David says, if you want to find God's, God's protection around you, here's some things to lift up. Number one, keep your tongue from speaking evil. Number two, turn away from evil and do good. Number three, search for peace and work to maintain it. And really, over all of this, fear the Lord or trust in the Lord. And David says, he says, if you do this, 
You will taste and see just as he is when he sings a song. You will taste and see that the Lord is good and that there is a sense of joy that fills those, that meets those who take refuge in God. This is a psalm of praise. A psalm of praise from an elder David, not the David that's going through it, but an elder David. This is a psalm of praise of somebody who's run the gamut of life, who's known suffering and struggles and anxieties and doubts, and who's gone through trials, who's had their heart broken on the inside, who's been crushed in spirit, and yet in the midst of all that, David found a way to cry out to God. And God, through God's grace, protected David. And he gave David a radiant hope and a radiant joy in him. This is a psalm of wisdom that David speaks to his companions and he begins to speak to us. And so there's much that we can take away from this psalm. Some of us just need to be encouraged. We need to pay attention to what David says there about how this can reverberate, how this joy can reverberate in our life where we would keep our tongues from speaking evil. Maybe it's keeping our fingers off of the keyboard where we tend to say so much or we, we turn away from evil and we seek to do good or maybe we work or we search for peace and we work hard to maintain it. Maintaining peace is, is hard to do. But I think there's another call to action that's coming from this psalm. At least it's a call to action that I, I've sensed in my own spirit and I, I want to share with those of you who may be in the evening of your moment in life right now. And you could be in the evening if you're a senior in high school or a senior in college. You can be in the evening if you're coming to the end of a project or you could be in the evening if you're nearing the end of your journey on this earth. There's a call, I think, that the Lord has for you. And that's to be somebody who would speak, to speak and not to be timid, but to take a moment to th reflect and remember all that God has done along your journey and to remember how God has been a refuge to you and speak of those moments. Recently, we were in the office at Schweitzer and and we were thinking about, and we were talking about, a number of us were talking about the events of the day, the, the kind of news that was bombarding us with. And Pastor Jim, who oftentimes has given us language, the language of seasoned saints. Pastor Jim, I don't know that he's a fully seasoned saint yet, but he's getting close to that place. As some of us were conversing and talking and almost having a sense of fear he said words like this. He said, we have been through times of tumult and protest before. We are a people who are always at work, working out our imperfections. And the times that we face, they may seem new to you. But these times have come before. And we will continue to work. And we will see better days. Pastor Jim just had a moment where he reflected on lots of things that he had been through. And he spoke into those of us who were younger, who were gathered around, who could hear his voice. John Wesley said at the age of 87, he said, give me a hundred preachers. And he said, I don't care whether they're clergy or laity, just give me a hundred preachers 
who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God, and they will shake the gates of hell. There's a call in this psalm and and in some other places of life where those of us who've seen God work, we need to step up and speak out. We need to tell the stories of what God has been up to. About 20 years ago, I met uh, a person who would be influential in my life. His name was Don Joy. And at the time when I met uh, Dr. Joy, he was a professor at Asbury Seminary. He taught in the realm of family life. And he was an incredibly accomplished person. He was a professor. He was a speaker. He was a leader in all kinds of ways. He was somebody who sat on a couple of different White House panels. His life was full of heady stuff. But Dr. Joy who I met when he was around 70 years of age, was full of encouragement. There wasn't anybody that he encountered where he didn't begin to look into them and imagine and see what God had poured into their life. And he just, well, he just celebrated uh, everybody's story. He celebrated where people were at and the journey they were on. And he celebrated what God was up to in people's life. His life really was full of joy as his last name Uh, portended. As he retired from the seminary, he kept sharing his wisdom with people who would hear it. There was a time when I served in the, as a pastor in the same neighborhood where Dr. Joy lived, and I asked him to come and share with young people some, some of his wisdom, and he was, he was keen to do that. He loved the, the reality that there was this goodness of God that he could continue to just share, and he could celebrate with other people. As he aged through life, one of the things that he continued to do was he cared for his grandkids, and then he cared for his great-grandkids. But his life, his life was just something where he sought to live into the fullness of God, to reflect on God's grace at all kinds of different places in his life, and to grow in grace with God. A friend of mine who eulogized him recently talked about how Dr. Joy's prayer life continued just to be enmeshed with the fullness of God. At one time, when Dr. Joy would pray, it would be an eloquent prayer. He used all kinds of eloquent words and language to reflect the goodness of God's grace. But as as age continued to increase and his capacities became more limited, he reverted then to saying the Lord's Prayer. And then the last few years of his life, he prayed a simple prayer where he prayed that God is so good, we give him thanks. His prayers, even as he went into the full evening of life, reflected the reality that God was good, and his life bore that sense of radiant joy. Those who were around him knew the goodness and the grace and the glory of God. And it wasn't just a sense of knowing it in him, but there was an invitation to you and to me who watched it in him, that just as he walked into the fullness of God's glory, we too might be able to experience the goodness of God. So what is the call for us? What is the call for you and for me? Sisters and brothers, If we're in the evening stage of life, 
if we're about to wrap something up, it's to be people who reflect on the journey that God has brought us through and to see those moments where God has met us and he's provided for us. And it is to rejoice and give God thanks. And then it's to speak into the lives of those who are around us, who are carrying their own sense of burdens, who are struggling through their own sense of, of, of a journey and to say, trust in the Lord, trust in the Lord and you will taste and see that God is good. So rejoice, sisters and brothers. And for those of you who are working through some great times of difficulty, of struggle, of trial, hear this good word from David. Join me in rejoicing in what God has done and trust in the Lord for your day and see what he will do. The Lord be with you, with all of us. Amen. Thank you. 
Cause he's more than enough And he knows what I need So I'll give thanks to God When I don't have enough Cause he's more than enough And he knows what I need Hey, thanks for joining us in worship today. We hope this time of worship has touched your heart, encouraged you. We invite you to share it with your friends. Next week, we're excited to announce that we're going to have three times for online worship, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and 11 o'clock. We invite you to join us at one of those times and invite somebody else to join with you. This series, we've been talking about joy, and we've been talking about how joy greets us in the morning, the noon, and the night, all the seasons of life. These are promises that come to us from the scriptures. These are promises that are found evident in people's lives within the scriptures. And we hope these, this promise that God meets us in joy in the morning, in the noon, in the night are things that are lived out in your own life. Simeon says, Sovereign Lord, now you can let your servant rest in peace as you have promised. As I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people, he Christ is the light to reveal God to the nations, and He is the glory of your people, Israel. I can rest in peace. This week, friends, I hope you rest in the joy of the Lord, and whatever place you're at in life, may you walk with Him, may He meet you. God's best to you. Amen. Amen.